Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. Okay, well, we're back here on uh, podcast number three of the Greg McAfee Show. And uh, the last podcast I ended um, concerning the 58%, um, why are you surviving? I want to go over each one of these in a little bit more depth. I think I rushed uh, through those a little bit. I just want to talk about each one of them. Um, how, how do you hire um, at your company? In other words, how do you interview um, we used to do it wrong for years. We would interview uh, people maybe one time, maybe two tops. But I would do most of my interviewing, and if I liked them or if they served in the Marine Corps, which, by the way, is the Marine Corps birthday today, 245 years, uh, Semper Fi, uh, my beloved Corps. Uh, but anyway, if I if they were in the Marine Corps or if they had a Harley Davidson or uh, if we had something in common, uh, a lot of times I would hire them, and it was it was uh, not always the best way to hire. Not only that, but sometimes um, we would hire people, and we didn't do background checks back then. We didn't do uh, we didn't even well we did have to do uh, pre MVRs uh, for driver's license. Uh, just to make sure they could be insured, but we uh, we just hired wrong. They they didn't stick. You know, probably seventy five percent seventy five percent didn't stick, and uh, it wasn't good. So we got better at our hiring skills, and we put systems in place uh, to hire better. Um, basically, what that means is that um, I quit doing. Um, I, I was not the first interviewer. I trained other people how to interview, and I did not do um, all the interviewing, and uh, except for key people, uh, of course. But uh, I trained other people to interview. They would ask a certain series of questions. We also got really good at doing phone interviews first, uh, save a lot of time, uh, people coming in. Let's do a phone interview. Matter of fact, let's do it at 8 a.m. in the morning, that way we can uh, see how they act at 8 a.m. because we start around 7 a.m. and I want to see what they're like at 8 a.m. Did did uh, do they sound like they just woke up? Are they alert? All that kind of good stuff. So there's many reasons um, why we do what we do during our interview process. It's very important. We have a much better stickability rate than we used to. So. Basically, what happens is we do a phone interview. If they pass that, they come in for an interview. If they pass that, someone else interviews them. If they pass that, we discuss. Um, and then we always ask them, if we were to make you an offer, are you prepared to accept? Um, I do that because I, I don't want to just make them an offer and then they go, okay, let me think about it. Uh, so it's kind of like a sales. On our, on, same way with on the sales. If If we could get to that number where you you are happy with. Are you ready to make a decision today? Um, so there's questions uh, really help make better decisions. And uh, so our hiring process is much better. 
And I, uh, I go into that um, much deeper in my book, um, which, which I'll talk about my book. Um, so we didn't hire the right people at one time. Uh, today we do much better, and I hope you do as well. Um, many companies are outcompeted. They're outcompeted. I just don't allow us to be outcompeted. Um, when we are, you know, it's it's very rare nowadays. But when we are, uh, we learn from it, we improve, and we go on. So you know, being outcompeted is is someone outthinking you. Basically, what that means is um, they're they're coming in earlier than you. They're thinking about their business growth. They have a better plan than you. They're probably hiring better people than you. And they're advertising and marketing and branding themselves better than you. Um, so it's not fun to be outcompeted. And of course, the byproduct of doing all those things is they're outselling you. They they are outselling you. Um, when when you go on when your team or you or your team go on an estimate for a new system, um, your closing ratios are probably not as high uh, as theirs. Um, at McAfee, we, we average um, pretty darn close to 80% closing ratio and sometimes more. So at least 8 out of 10, sometimes 8.5 out of 10, one year close to 9 out of 10, we average closing. And uh, probably that one or two that we didn't close out of 10 um, wasn't, wasn't for us anyway. Uh, but anyway, um, you've got, you can't be outcompeted. You, you've got to figure out how to outcompete your competition. Um, also, um, a lot of companies have uh, had pricing and cost issues. And you've got to figure out your, your pricing and your cost issues. Uh, let's talk real quick about cost. Um, in my world, everything can be negotiated. When we meet with a supplier and we decide what we want to purchase from them, everything is negotiated. Um, if it's service, I have a complete list of every part we want to carry or purchase from that supply house. And we will negotiate each one of those. Um, a lot of times it may go something like this. If I buy all these from you, give me your best price. and. I'm still going to shop it. We're going to shop it. We're going to call two or three supply houses, send them the same list. And, and I hope, I hope for, uh, for goodness sake, I hope that the, the one that's getting most of my business has the better prices. Um, and, and, and of course, there's going to be some, some uh, supply house owners that say, um, well, you're not only buying price, you're buying service. And yeah, as much as I agree with that, uh, for an HVAC company, I'm buying a part, and I can buy that exact same part anywhere. Uh, a heating and air conditioning company doing service is much different than just buying a part. A part is the exact same. It's the same model number. It's the same warranty. It's everything. So um, I negotiate all my all my part prices. I negotiate um, all um, anything we buy. I'm going to negotiate. Um, So, um, as far as pricing goes, pricing goes, um, we have fine-tuned 
our pricing over the years and our profit gross profit margins average around 55 to 58%. Um, so I've got my pricing down well. Um, we're never the lowest um, as far as an estimate goes. We're never the lowest. Um, however, um, we offer better warranties. We offer better service. We run eight to eight at the same great rate. We do a lot of different things. Um, but we can be the lowest if we need to be. And basically what I mean by that is when you're running a, uh, debt-free operation and it took me a while to get there, but when you're running a debt-free operation, um, you're free. It's called freedom. If we get into a situation where I want to take a job away from a competitor and it only has to do with price, let's say it's a very slow season and we're just trying to keep our guys working, I'm flexible. I don't, I don't have to make a certain amount right now. Um, I've probably made that amount, you know, 10 times over throughout the year and I'm good to go. So if I want to, if, if my average price is 8,500 or 9,000 for an install and, and I want to do one for seven, I can, if I want to do one for six, I can, um, just to keep people busy. Uh, it's not going to hurt. It's not going to hurt my company at all. When you're running, um, when you're running a very tight, when you're running very tight, tightly tight margins and, um, not selling enough and not running your business effectively or being a good steward, um, you can't do that because you need to make a certain amount on every sale. Um, and if you do do that, it's going to affect you. You might not be able to make payroll. I, uh, I coach and consult a lot of different companies that um, have a hard time uh, sometimes making payroll, and, and that's, not a, that's not a good place to be at all. Um, so they also lacked a, a business model. They lacked a business model. Um, you've got to have a business model. You got to know what you want to do when you grow up. It's the model. It can be a plan, um, but you've got to have a plan. You've got to have a model. What's what's your business look like? Um, at Ma at McAfee, we're ninety five percent. We are uh, ninety five percent residential. Um, we don't take on new construction, zero new construction. We don't even work on boilers. We don't work on oil heat. Um, we don't, 5% of our work is extremely light commercial. And, and like I said before, it's only because our customer base, they own businesses and, uh, or offices and they want us to service them. And, and some of them we do. So that's our plan though. That's our model. That's what we look like. Um, we also have a model of what we want to look like, what our building looks like, what our trucks look like, um, what our uniforms look like, what our technicians look like, all that kind of stuff. Very, very important. You've got to know, you've got to have a model. You've got to know what you want to be. Um, they also had par, I'm sorry, poor marketing skills. Poor marketing skills. You know, marketing starts... Um, with you. Let's just say that. If you're the owner, uh, if you're the general manager, it starts with you. Um, if you're the VP, whatever whatever your title is, it starts at the top and it trickles down. 
Um, marketing is very important. There's a difference between marketing and advertising, and there's a different difference between marketing, advertising, and branding. They're all three different. They all work together, but they're all three different. So um, you've got to market yourself. It's going back to the business model, knowing who you want to be, and then marketing yourself that way. Um, in other words, when I was in a garage, working out of our garage, um, everything was free delivery because I didn't want anyone coming to our garage. I didn't want anyone to know we worked out of a garage. I wanted to create an image that was much higher than a garage. So everything was free delivery. You bought a filter, we delivered it free. Everything was free delivery. When I built our building um, next door to me right now was 11,000 square feet in a very um, high market area, very professional. Um, it was uh, uh, a business park. Um, guess what we quit doing? We quit delivering free. Um, everyone had to come into the business uh, building rather to pick up parts or filters, whatever we were selling. Um, so I wanted everyone to come in and see the model, see the facility. Uh, when people came in, it made them go, wow, I didn't think a heating and air conditioning company uh, would work out of such a building like this. We still get that today, 10 times fold today. But anyway, uh, you've got to market yourself well. It starts with your guys. It starts with your trucks. We wash trucks. A uh, matter of fact, I just had our entire fleet detailed, meaning washed, waxed, inside, out, tires, wheels, everything. I do that twice a year. But it's their responsibility to keep their trucks clean. Um, years ago, I used to say, you never see a dirty UPS truck. Um and I still rarely ever see a dirty UPS truck. Now, Amazon trucks are a different story. Um, but I don't care. I don't know if it matters to Amazon if their trucks are clean or dirty. However, that's another story. Um, but you got to market yourself well. Your truck's got to look good. Your uniform's got to look good. Your guy's got to look good in the uniforms. Um, we, you know, we wear full uniforms. There's, there's no jeans. There's no T-shirts. None of that kind of stuff. Um, we got to keep ourselves looking good. If you're going to wear a hat, it's got to be a McAfee hat. Yes, you have to wear a belt. And yes, your shoes, you need to wear work boots. Yes. So all those things matter to me. They matter to me, so they matter to my company. And that's what we're going to market. Um, and then a lot of these companies they, that are failing, they um, or have failed, they ignored their employees. Your employees, that's your team. You, a football, you can't win a football game by ignoring your team as a coach. Um, the, the team's going to win the game. The coach, the coach is going to coach the team to win the game, but you can't coach without a team. Uh, you can't have a company without your team. You can't have a company without a strong team. Um, you can't have a company without, without, uh, customers. Uh, what do you do to take care of your customers? Um, we service, um, above and beyond, our competition. We service people above and beyond our competition. Customers, employees are number one, customers are number two. If we don't take care of our employees first, we won't have customers second. Um, so very important. Take care of your team. They'll take care of you. So are you ready to be a leader? Are you ready to lead this thing? There, there are so many companies that have... Um, business owners that are just not prepared to lead. And I, I truly don't understand why they get in business to begin with, um, because they're not prepared to lead. 
I mean, I guess if you just want to stay a one one man shop forever, then you're you know that's that works for you, whatever. Um, but if you're gonna if your goal is to have a business, you're gonna have to learn and be ready to lead. Um, so the Greg McAfee approach is LAP L A P P. It's my it's my method of coaching. It's my method of teaching. It's my method of um, everything I do in growing businesses outside of McAfee. Um, and LAP stands for Learn, Act, Produce, and Prosper. And uh, what do you say we take a lap? And let's go over this. How to survive and thrive. The first word for lap is learn. How many books have you read this year? How many books have you read in the last five years? How many books have you read since you've been in business? Um, I don't always like to compare things to me. Um, however, if I wouldn't have been, if I wouldn't have learned to like reading, I would not be sitting in this chair today at all. Uh, I didn't go to college. Like I said, I hated school growing up. It bored me. Um, it, it was not for me. College was definitely not for me. Um, but when I started my business, I told you the first book I read was uh, Business by the Book by Larry Burkett, Business Principles of Running a Business. And I read that a few times, but I've read over a thousand books since then. Um, and um, reading is very important. Reading is where I get a lot of my ideas and, and knowledge from. Um, readers uh, don't have to be leaders, but leaders have to be readers. Um, I also take multiple classes uh, a year. Um, anytime there's a really good class to take, I, I'm going to be there. Um, how many classes have you taken lately? And, and I'm not talking about a class on um, how to clean a condensing coil. I'm talking about a business class. I'm talking about how to grow your business. If you're listening listening to this podcast, you're probably ahead of uh, 75% in your competition, of your competition. So um, find out how to take classes. There's all, there's all kinds of places to take classes. Now, I don't care what city you're in, there's all kinds of places to take business classes. Uh, you can take them through the Chamber of Commerce. They have business classes. You can, you can take them through local community colleges. They have multiple business classes. You can take classes online today. Um, I'm, certifi I'm certified to uh, teach and coach through the John Maxwell program. And John Maxwell has um, several online courses that you can take. Uh, hire a coach. I've actually had a coach since the second or third year in business. I did work for um, a gentleman who owned a little company called Bear Management. B-E-A-R, management. Um, and um, his last name was Bear. His Bear Management. And I hired him. I said, I need help. I'm a young company and I need some help. And he got me going in a few areas. And I, you know, I probably uh, hired him for six to eight months or something like that. And then I found a better coach. And, and then I went from that coach to a better coach to a better coach. And the more I learn, the more I expect my coaches to know. 
And yes, you can you can pass up a business coach. So you need to know um, you need to know that because you don't want to stick with the same coach forever. Uh, you've got to keep going. Go to a, a higher level coach. Um, I'm a business coach myself. I've been doing this for 12 years. Um, I don't have long contracts because I don't believe in long contracts. I have three month. I call them the three month bursts. Three months of burst of education. Three months burst of business growth. Um, I will take them from their top three questions. What do they What do they deal with every day? What do they need to know more of? I'll take those top three, and we'll um, we'll work on that for three months, and I'll get them to where they're comfortable knowing what we've learned, and then I'll ask if they want to go on to the next three. Um, I've coached some companies for up to three to five years. I've coached other companies for three months, give them a you know kickstart and get them going. Um, I've coached I've coached companies that were much bigger than us. They uh, in revenue and and size. Um, it was a third. One of them was a third generation, and uh, they took over a really solid company. It was huge. Um, at the time, it was probably five times bigger than what we were doing. Um, but they needed help. They needed systems in place. They needed a plan, and they needed uh, headed in the right direction. And we coached them for about three years. Uh, matter of fact, he attended three of my um, business boot camps, and uh, I'm I'm hoping he's doing well. Haven't talked to him in a while, um, but hire a coach. Um, there's a lot of coaches out there. Personally, I like to have a couple different coaches. I like to have um, I, I have mentors in our industry that I can ask questions. How how'd you guys do this? How did it work for you? All that kind of stuff. But I'm I'm looking for a business growth coach for small business because there is a difference. And I I for years I like to use someone who's been there, done that. Uh, I'm not going to hire a coach that's never owned or ran a successful business. Um, and that's what I give my clients is I've taken you know I've taken um, a business from zero, $274 to uh, close to $10 million in residential revenue in Dayton, Ohio. Um, and I only say Dayton, Ohio because it's not like it's not uh, Chicago. It's definitely not um, it's not um, Fort Myers, Florida, or something like that, or, or Arizona. Um, so it's a it, it's a small area. Uh, and to do 10 million in revenue is um, is pretty healthy, um, and and I can take a company from 1 million to 3 million or 3 million to 6 million. And I'm pretty good at that, but um, I, I stay with what I know, and and I work with clients who are hungry to learn. Um, and then I talked about mentors. Have a mentor. Uh, a mentor is uh, someone in business. I I say. Um, it can be a, you can have a spiritual mentor, yes, um, but we're talking business here. So um, hopefully, most of my mentors um, are are spiritual as well, um, but they also are extremely smart and they know business well. So um, have a mentor. A mentor is you don't pay a mentor. Um, you might take them out to lunch every once in a while, but they, you're not you're not um, hiring them. Um, you're um, learning from them. They're a friend. They're just someone that's done more than you, and you're trying to learn from them. That's what I say. Um, and then do a lot of research. Um, know what your competition's doing. 
you know, who your competition is. Um, we only have two competitors out of 500 that we really compete with on a regular basis. We know those companies. We know what they do. We know how many employees they have. We know how many trucks they have. We know the brand they sell. Um, they know We know their prices. Um, matter of fact, I pay my sales team uh, $100 cash uh, to bring me a uh, proposal from our competitive company, uh, competitive company that's going up against us. Um, and if we get the job, we ask for uh, for learning experiences. We ask for the proposals of who they uh, gathered estimates from. Um, we learn a lot from that. We really do. Um, and it helps us. It helps us stay ahead of the rest. That's what it does for us. Um, and then ask why a lot. Ask why. Why? Um, why am I not succeeding like I wanted to? Um, why? Why can't I hire good people? Um, why can't people stay with me? Why can't I? profit more? Why can't I find good people? Um, why do I have a hard time paying my bills? All those questions. Ask why. You're not, nothing's going to change until you ask why. No, nothing's going to change. Um, you have to become dissatisfied with where you're at and start asking why in order to make a change. So ask why. I mean, I ask why everywhere. When I'm training my team, why? Why do we do it that way? Why why um, why do we keep doing it that way? That's a great question. Um, so learn learn um, who your competition is. Um, we do multiple, I'd say a year, every two years or so. We do multiple um, research groups. We hire research groups to find out from our customers in the Dayton area market, not our customers, but they could be, um, but it's a it's a market research, and they go out and they ask certain questions. For several years now, we, um, we have been number one in top of mind. Um, in 2015 was our first market research, and I, I determined then we were number one top of mind in the Dayton, in the Dayton Ohio market, and we have um, stayed that way uh, for five years. So this was uh, a, a very crowded, competitive landscape, top of mind HVAC companies. And the question to the to the to the uh, people being uh, surveyed was: Think about a heating and air conditioning company service in the Dayton area. Which local company comes to mind? Um, we were. Out of all these, we were 14.4%. Uh, we were number one. Uh, the company under us is probably our biggest competitor at times, and they were 2.2 points under us. And then it goes, it drops way down, all the way down to several, um, you know, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1 percent, all the way down. And, and here's what's motivating about this. <laughs> um, I think it's motivating. 26.5% was other and 44.3% none came to mind. Uh, so that's an opportunity uh, for us and you and everyone else. Not everybody knows a heating and air conditioning company. Uh, let's face it, very few people 
ever replace a heating and air conditioning system because they move so much. So um, you've, you, you buy a house and you live there seven years and you sell it. And then you buy another house, you live there seven years and you sell it. You, you could do that, you know, five times and never replace a heating and air conditioning system. Every once in a while, it's going to catch up with you, though, and you're going to have to buy one. Uh, but anyway, we do a lot of we do a lot of market research. Here's another one. Uh, please name all the locations or companies that sell air conditioners and heating equipment that you can recall. Um, the first one I showed you was 2018. This is 2019. Uh, again, we're we're number one. Um, not only number one within our industry. Um, but we're number one with the big box stores like Home Depot and Lowe's, all those types of companies. Um, and that was, uh, that was good to know. Um, we're not, we're not just, uh, a, a mentor and a coach once told me, he said, Greg, quit comparing yourself to other heating and air conditioning companies and start comparing yourself to bigger companies. Um, at the time, Toyota had just went to number one and he inspired me to read the book, The Toyota Way. Uh, I wanted to find out how they become number one. How did they beat GM and Ford? How did Toyota become number one? Um, well, you'll have to read the book to find that out, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very interesting and they did it on purpose. That's for sure. Um, so um, I, I don't, always compare, uh, compete or compare myself to a heating and air conditioning company. I want to compete with, uh, other companies outside my market that are thriving. I want to know how, how are they doing it so I can do it better. And, um, again, please name all the locations or companies that sell heating and air conditioning companies that you can recall. Um, and so there's multiple surveys, multiple surveys um, that you can have done. Go to your media company and let them know you'd like to be part of the survey. Um, and then you can hire a private one if you want, but they, um, that'll cost you a little more. Also, part of learning is reading. Like I said, um, reading. Um, here's some books. Um, I'll just kind of go through these in case you can't see this, but... Uh, um, some of my favorite books, uh, Blue Ocean Strategy, great book. Uh, it, it's about getting out of the red. The red is the blood of the sharks. And if you're competing with all the sharks, it's um, it's not like shark. It is like Shark Tank, but it's not like Shark Tank. It's, um, it's bloody and it's a mess. It's low ball prices. It's hack jobs. Um, we got into the blue ocean a while back and never looked back. Uh, they, they, you can stay in that bloody mess, but my ocean is clear. It's easy to swim in. Um, it's, um, it's freedom. It's nice. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of competition. Um, also, great book, older book, Good to Great, Jim Collins. Uh, John Maxwell wrote a book, uh, Develop the Leader Within uh, 2.0. He just rewrote that. Um, Entre Leadership by Dave Ramsey. Um, Who Moved My Cheese? Very quick read. Who Moved My Cheese? Um, if you're going to be in business, you're um, you're going to uh, have to change. And Who Moved My Cheese is all about change. Um, the E Myth 
They actually make an e-myth for contractors by Michael Gerber. Great book for you to read. Uh, Quit working in your business and start working on your business. Um, Simon Sinek said, uh, Simon Sinek uh, wrote a book called Start With Why. So I I said, ask why a lot. Great book. Start with why. Um, Theo Etzel uh, sits on my board of advisors. He owns a uh, business in uh, South Florida called uh, Conditioned Air, uh, 50 million plus business. And he wrote a book called Invest Your Heart Beats Wisely. Good book. And, uh, you know, um, there's many multiple other books that you can read, but those are some of mine. Um, all right, so that's that's going to wrap it up for today, uh, the Greg McAfee Show. Um, uh, next time, we're going to start with uh, uh, part of the lap. Uh, uh, we're going to talk about act, produce, and prosper. And um, I hope you guys have a great day, and uh, I hope you've learned a lot uh, today. So I just say, carry on and make it a great day. Thank you.